Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Mystery in Space number 107, cover date May 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Murphy Anderson, edited by Jack Schiff, featuring Ultra the Multi-Alien in Ultra the Split Multi-Alien, writer Dave Wood, art by Lee Elias, plus from Strange Adventures number 188, The Valley Where Time Stood Still, dramatized for you today by the My Greatest Strange Mystery Tale Adventure Players. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go. the multi-alien attempts to use an experimental device to change himself back into astronaut Ace Arn. The machine instead splits him into his four component individual aliens. His own mind remains in Ulla, while the other aliens become mindless and destructive. Confused? Don't worry. I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. Baby, loud and 
Welcome to Checkered Past. I'm Dr. Bob, and here's Dr. Husband. Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Husband. He can speak for himself, because it's not the 60s, apparently. Right. Um, if well, you're... yes. Uh, well, actually, because I'm called Dr. Husband, it's absolutely not the 60s. Correct. <laughs> um, if you're new here, here's what we do. We read a comic from a very specific period in comics history, February 1966 to August 1967. Good job. Because those are the comics that have a checkerboard masthead across the top. Why do they have a checkerboard masthead across the top? Because it's the 60s and it's go-go and it's hip. And... Uh, as I tell people who wonder the same thing, because I wasn't born until 1971, I say, well, all the comics used to be in little four or six uh, row spinner racks. Yep. And the DC masthead, the, the checkerboard comics across the top, would draw your eye to them. Made them different from all the other comics that were on the spinnerets. Correct. All right. So, so uh, Dr. Husband did not grow up reading comics. I did. That's also our catch. That we talk about weird comics and then I explain it. I give the perspective. Or not. Sometimes there's no explanation. Well, Dr. Bob knows a lot about comics mm-hmm. and I know almost nothing. Mm-hmm. Except for Green Lantern. Right. But we'll get to that. On another episode. Speaking of other episodes, this is episode 71. We're discussing Ultra the Multi-Alien today, whom we last discussed way back on episode 15. Wow. It's been that long? Yeah, right? My God. It's because Mystery in Space was not published monthly, so we have a little lag time. And we do episodes every week. Well, no, actually, we've missed a few weeks here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but basically, we do one comic a week. Yep. Uh, now that we've caught you up on that, Mystery in Space was launched by DC Comics in early 1951, modeled on the success of their other science fiction anthology, Strange Adventures, which began in 1950. Like Strange Adventures, Mystery in Space was an anthology comic featuring a combination of short science fiction stories, science fiction-based heroes and superheroes, and single-page articles on subjects associated with space and space technology. Best known for publishing the classic Adam Strange series, a character who has a series coming up soon, written by Tom King with oh, art by Doc Shaner. What is me. wrong with you? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just... Adam Strange okay. by Tom King and Doc Shaner. Neat. Uh... Also featured a number of other characters, including the Knights of the Galaxy, Interplanetary Insurance Incorporated, Space Cabbie. Wait! What? Interplanetary Insurance Incorporated. Uh Uh-huh. That was like an actual title. Yeah. Space Cabbie. 
<laughs> the Star Rovers, Space Ranger, and today's feature, Ultra the Multi-Alien. Do you know what show I really liked from the 1980s? Um, you just Tales of the Gold Monkey. Star Cabbies, right? Star Cabbies. Star, uh, space Cabbies. Space Cabbies. That reminded me of the great Space Coaster. The great space coaster, get on board. It's a great space coaster, get on board. Get on board, step inside, going for a magic ride. Going to the other side, where only rainbows hide. So I know the song, but I don't think I've ever seen the show. Uh, it's an educational show. So is it a roller coaster? Uh, they would... Well, no, it was actually a space... A space vehicle that they mm-hmm. all got into and went to a like an asteroid or a special planet where there were Muppets um, and they read books. And and also, the Get Along Gang was on it. Do you remember the Get Along Gang? Again, I know the reference, but I don't think I've ever seen which the is show. A, and there, was, there was like a, an, a, an African-American girl, which we would have called a young black girl back uh-huh. then, um, who was a, like a detective. Okay. And she was with a group of kids, and they were all detectives. But, oh, wow, it was really cool. Um, kind of like the electric company, but in space. It reminds me of Mission Magic. <gasps> Do you believe you believe in magic? Because yeah. I believe, I believe that it's true. With Rick Springfield. If you believe you believe in magic, if your mission is magic, your love will shine through. Yeah. Uh, Do you not remember any of those? Well, I have it on DVD. I'll show it to you. Oh, After just... Russia shuts the internet off, I'm going to be the only person with hard disks. Thank God. At least we have Miss Switch. Well, it's very similar to Miss Switch in that yeah, there was like... a witch who would draw a door on the chalkboard and they'd all fly through to yeah. a different dimension because singer Rick Springfield would be trapped in another dimension every week. I bet it was made by the same company. Probably the same no, writers. It was not. No. 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 Miss Switch was Hanna Barbera. Oh. Uh, this was Filmation, I believe. Mission Magic. Oh. It was subpar anime. Well, so was Miss Switch. Well, Miss Switch was like Van Gogh painting next to <laughs> Mission Magic. <gasps> Which reminds me, oh my God, we have got to see that movie that is painted. It's all painted. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, the Van Gogh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know how we we let that go by without seeing it. Well, there's so many things to watch well, yes. nowadays. Okay. And as I say, we've got to stream everything we can now because Russia's going to shut the internet off and then we'll be stuck with hard disks. Okay, so mystery in space. Uh Uh-huh. Here we go. Wait, I was going to talk about Ultra the Multi-Alien also. Oh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, I got bored. That's fine. He was originally Earth Spaceman Ace Arn. You were commenting the other day about all the comics characters with alliterative names. Yes. Well, here's one for you. Because we watched um, Doctor Strange, the movie, at home. Yes. Which is not alliterative. Oh, Stephen Strange. Stephen Strange. Uh, Ace Arn. Earth spaceman living in an unspecified future era when space flight is commonplace. After crash landing on a planet in a far-off solar system, he is attacked by four aliens, each a member of a different species from their respective planets, Ola, Laru, Trego, and Ragan. The four aliens simultaneously shoot him with ray guns designed to transform him into an obedient member of their respective species. Oh, 
we should remember that for this story. What? Be- what? What? He, what? The, the ray guns are designed to transform him into an obedient member of their respective species. Oh, which but, is why they go berserk. Right. Because all four rays hit him at the same time, he's instead transformed into a combination of the four aliens, but free of their control. The upper right section of his body grew green fur and gained super strength. And a bad haircut. Yeah. The upper left section turned blue and gained magnetic powers. With no hair. His right leg grew feathers and small wings, giving him the ability to fly. And his left leg is transformed into a bolt of lightning. May I ask about the elephant in the room? Yeah. What alien gave him his genitalia? Um, I don't know. And is he always in this form? I mean, for yes, he's always in this form, okay. except for when he gets transformed back by Dr. Dynamo, which apparently happened before the go-go checks, because we didn't read about that. Right. Like, how does he go to the bathroom? Well, I mean... One quarter of his body is electricity. We're presuming an awful lot. How do we even know that these four aliens had genitalia? Maybe... Oh, he's wearing a diaper. Well, that's probably just to satisfy the Comics Comics Code Authority. authority. Um, I remember that! Comics Code Authority! Good for you. you. Yeah, because also... It's not not rocket science. It's on the upper right-hand corner. Where would the quadrant end? Like, where would the leg, the lightning leg end? Does it go all the way up to the waist, or does it end at the crotch? Uh, maybe maybe the diaper is the thing that bonds it all together. That could be. Mm. Um, or may, you know, and maybe his waste product is just evaporated by the lightning leg. Possibly. Wouldn't that be convenient? Or maybe the reason he's wearing a diaper is because his uh, butthole is controlled by the bird part, and he just shits everywhere <laughs> uncontrollably. Do you suppose the president of my university listens to our <laughs> podcast? <laughs> I hope not. Me too. Because you're a big wig now. <laughs> um, so on the cover of Mystery in Space number 107, we have Ultra the Multi-Alien, split into four complete alien beings and three of them mindless and berserk. Uh, we have all four alien beings here. Who's your favorite? I like the green fur guy. Oh, you but do I don't know. not. I do, but I also like the electric lightning guy. I the the owl one is my favorite one. Really? Yes, he's so he interesting. He creeps me out. He reminds me of Charlie the Owl on the Newsy Review. <gasps> it's What's... the Newsy Review <laughs> coming right at you. Who is the one who lived in uh, the tree in Mister Rogers' neighborhood? X the Owl. X the Owl. And Henrietta Pussycat. He meow 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 meow. I didn't like Henrietta Pussycat. Well, I wanted to like her, but that voice. Yeah. Hey, do you remember? When we lived in Ormond Beach, Florida. Yes. And on the main street of town. One Ormond Beach? Of Ormond Beach. That's a, that's a, okay. That's like a four way, four lane street, you know, on the branched off A1A. No, yeah, it was on, um, yeah. That, to, Granada, that went over Granada Bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But it was the beach side, right yeah. next to Billy's Tap Room. Yes, I know what you're going to ask. There was this antique shop. Actually, it was just an empty storefront. And then all of a sudden one day, in the front window, they had like uh, antique photographic equipment and original Mr. Rogers puppets. Yeah. And it was there for like two weeks, and yeah. then it disappeared. 
We should have purchased those. They were like seven hundred dollars each. We're not going to buy those. No, we did. We didn't have the money to back then either, did we? We I still don't have, have the it. money now. <laughs> Remind me to start my Patreon next week. Anyway, mystery <laughs> in space number one hundred seven. Ultra the multi internet split into four people. This is a good cover by Murphy Anderson. It's better than the art. Poor inside. work friend Chuck. He's probably just chomping at the bit for us to stop talking on, on tangents. Uh, you know, if he wants to produce his own podcast, he can. Until <laughs> then, we'll do what we want. Okay. Um, helpfully, we have an inset of what Ultra the Multi-Alien looks like when he's merged. So that we don't forget who we're reading about. Oh, yes. Splash page. Splash page. Ultra the multi-alien in a fleeting instant. It was over. The fantastic being known as Ultra multi-alien was no more. And in his place, four aliens appeared, threatening the most awesome, frightening rampage of terror the world has ever known. And there was no way for the bizarre being spawned in another solar system to cope with himself. Ultra the split multi-alien. That's interesting that the logo says Ultra the multi-alien but the text piece says ultra comma multi-alien is this like a ukraine situation you know you're not supposed to say the ukraine anymore you aren't no you just say ukraine same thing with congo you can't say the congo just congo oh or democratic republic of congo fine fine whatever they want to call it i've heard it referred to as drc Mm -hmm. that's it Mm -hmm. actually i think there's two different there's like a Federation of the Congo and also DRC. Stop. What? My brain is already going into Star Trek mode. Well, back in the old days when Congo Bill was on the scene, it was just Congo. Right. Uh, we see Ultra being split into four bodies. I wonder where the rest of all these clothes go when he's merged. That's a very good observation. Because all four of these aliens have full leotards on. Yeah. But then when they merge, all the clothes disappear except for the white diaper. Well, maybe um, all the clothes merge into, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. You'd think they'd all have like different parts of clothing on. Right. Like, like ripped. That would, and that would look, or like, would look really cool. Just the tunics would just be, you know, merged just like his body, but split in half. Yeah. I, I don't know. And of course, he's there's this machine that he's standing in front of that split all of his uh Bodies yeah, apart. it looks like a TARDIS, doesn't it? It does. With I was trying to think of what it, what, it, what it looked like. It looks like the head of a TARDIS. You know what? You know those, you probably don't know what I'm talking about, but there's all kinds of ancient Paleolithic, Paleolithic artwork around the world mm-hmm. depicting figures holding boxes that look like this, like little purses that they're all holding hmm. from all over the world. Do they have like little C's for coach? No, but I wonder if um, maybe humankind was originally four different beings that were all merged into one thing. Okay, now you're just talking bullshit. Okay, so now let's go to the next page, page two. The lofty mountain peak north of Dalesville. In the rays of the morning sun, winks a reflection. There it is. See it? I do. I do see it. It's not made by any natural object, but a periscope. Yes, Yes, a periscope. And it's zeroed in on the valley below. On a particular person within a group enjoying an office picnic outing. A most beautiful person. Bonnie Blake. Bonnie Blake, which is also alliterative. Yes, she is the fiancé of astronaut Ace Arn whom we now know is secretly Ultra the Multi-Alien, but he can't tell her 
who he is because he's such a hideous freak. Mm. But apparently beloved by the townspeople. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you remember back in episode 15, after that adventure, Bonnie did start to suspect that Ultra maybe was her presumed dead boyfriend, okay. Asarn. But this doesn't seem to be any hint of that in this story. Except for, well, we'll get to the end. So Ultra's moping around his lab That's shack. An excellent mope face. The one with the periscope. It, he really looks sad. Looks like his face is melting with sadness. Um, so he's hoping that he has discovered the means to turn back to normal. Because two adventures ago, Dr. Dynamo uh, on Venus used his demolecularizer to turn him back to Azarn. Still wearing white drunks. Mm. We see in the flashback. He's drawn very well. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he had to revert back to Ultra to I'm defeat sorry, the I villainous pa- Dynamo. I had to pause by something because I, I said, did he really say that? You said demolecularizer. Yeah, I mispronounced that and I didn't want to go back because <laughs> I pretend like I did it correctly. And your husband pointed it out. I'm sorry. Demolecularizer. It's yes, okay. Um, of course, you remember the story of when I was sitting in the library so long that my legs fell asleep. Yes. And then I had an appointment and I had to go. Yes, I do remember this. So I stood up and then realized that both legs were asleep and I was going to have to walk like I was crippled. Uh-huh. And instead of sitting back down and waiting until my legs came back to life, I just walked out of the library as if I was crippled. <laughs> I don't understand the logic behind that, but... Well, who can explain the mysteries of the mind? You know, what I do in moments like that, this is something I... Sit back down and wait. I usually make a comedic bit out of it if I happen to notice someone's someone's noticing me that I... (laughs) Trust me, it was plenty comedic. (laughs) I usually do some sort of self-deprecating comedic bit. But like a... Like a... Yeah, you like shake my leg go, oh, I've been studying a long time. My legs fell asleep. <laughs> and then someone, you know, goes home and says, this idiot at the library was talking to me like I really cared today. Well. Just limping around. That presence of mind is a trait that makes you an ideal candidate to be a dean of a large department of a university. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't use those skills in my daily life. Sure you do. Do I? Gee, my legs are asleep. What am I going to do now? <laughs> I, I think I'll make meeting. everyone laugh. <laughs> so, Ultra turns the demoleculizer on himself. Astrophysicist! Anxious fingers turn a number of dials, flip switches, and in an instant, his secret mountain headquarters becomes illuminated. Please, please, please let me have success this time. Return me to normal. Your prayer's no good here, Ultra. But the being who was... Once a man is once again to be denied by fate. <laughs> and we turn the page. And he splits kawang. He splits into four beings. Right. Um, so he finds that his consciousness remains in the body of the Ola. That's the green furry mm-hmm. one. Um, and the rest of them are using their various powers mindlessly to escape. And with a clunk of the metal door, they're gone. Well done. So they're escaping into the town. They're using their powers freewheelingly. Escaping to Dalesville in the valley below. Where did you turn to? What page are you on? Oh, I'm on page four. Okay. Um, First they fight each other. Well, they fight a little bit, yes. Yeah. 
Um, he realizes he has to round them up and get them under control. Otherwise, he can never turn back into himself. The merged alien, which can then turn back into Asarn, mm-hmm. theoretically. Right. Um, but it's no good. He is blasted by the lightning creature, and he falls and hits his head on a rock. And loses consciousness. And loses consciousness. And when he wakes up, they're gone. They've no doubt gone into town to wreak havoc on the people there. There's only one way to find out. Let's turn on the radio news. (laughs) The winged creature was last seen flying towards Central Zoo, and the lightning being is moving towards the village of Summit. Oddly enough, eyewitness reports say that the strange beings much resemble Ultra, our heroic multi-alien, in some physical aspect. So this is what I don't get. He's so hideous to look at. But the townspeople love him. Well. uh, I guess he he, must do an awful lot of good. He must have to work very hard. I hate this page boy haircut. It's, yeah. It's it's like a Prince Valiant. It's the worst. Um, It wouldn't be so bad if it was a different color from the rest of his body. Or if he had, if he didn't have bangs, if it was all brushed back. Right. Yeah. Because how do you. He has like a little Patty Page haircut. Yeah, and also the rest of his body is covered in fur. So how do you... That takes some time in the morning to get... To groom? That hair to look like a separate thing (laughs) when the rest of your body is also covered in hair. (laughs) If only I can get all these aliens together, I think I'll start with the closest one. Who's at the zoo? So he goes after Owlman. Owlman, yes. Well, he has an actual name. Now this is the Trago alien. I have a problem with this. Well, the Owl Man. How does he fly? Well, I don't. Yeah, they keep talking about he has wings. Well, he he has two little ankle wings like Submariner, or Hermes, or Hermes. Yes, who can fly? Um, but he's flapping his arms as if that's doing anything. He doesn't really have wings per se. He doesn't have a massive chest that would allow him to flap his arms fast enough to actually get him off the ground. So we're only relying on those ankle wings, I guess. Yeah. So Trego. And he has such a pretty call, doesn't he? Yes. (laughs) Kowie! Kowie! We should be correct to call him the Trego because that's his race, not his name. So sorry. He's no, it's alien. fine. It, Again, the Trago it's, alien. it's a Ukraine situation. Okay. But the Trago Well, may alien. I call him Alman? Sure, yes. Okay. Um, he's just happened to arrive at the zoo when they were moving a herd of elephants from one place to another. Because that's something you want to do when the zoo is open. Just march, And being attacked. Yeah, march wild elephants through the public space of the zoo. Um, well, what else were they going to do? With uh, Almond attacking the the zoo, like having throw peanuts at the uh, the monkeys, or you know, like take serpents from their cages and throw them at people. Mm, not necessarily the kind of thing that this blue formed multi alien would have to take care of. Uh, the, the the green one, I don't know what his name is. Uh, Olu. Okay. Ulo. There's a Disney cartoon where Donald Duck is a zookeeper uh-huh. and Chip and Dale come and mess up the elephants somehow. Uh-huh. And they always showed it on movie day when I was in elementary school. And oh. That's the days when you had to have like a physical reel of film that you put in the projector and yes. showed. Apparently that was the only Disney film available because that was all we ever got to watch on movie I, day. I wonder if, um, I probably think a lot of our listeners remember having actual films. Oh, sure. In, do you remember? 
And it was a special thing if your teacher brought in popcorn or we made popcorn. Yeah, we never had that. No. Oh, we would do that once in a while. That was always this very special thing. But, uh, you know, I was fine with them. Um, with the little film strips, the, the little single advanced film mm-hmm. strips, and you'd hear the beep. record beep, and somebody, and one person would get to be the person who got to change the uh-huh, strip, AB right? assistant. And the whole room would go into an uproar when the person skipped the chance to, to flip the film board. <laughs> Do you remember? Yes. I was never that person, unfortunately. I remember when Betamax came into, uh, into use in education, and it happened when I was in junior high. We didn't have middle schools back then. We had right. Same. Yeah. Were you a classroom helper when Betamax came? I was came? always a classroom helper. Of course you were. I did something really awful in computer programming. I had a computer programming, programming class. Uh-huh. And I don't remember the name of my teacher, but we were learning about basic coding and you could make things do. I wrote something bad about my teacher. I wrote, I wrote that she was a B word. Uh huh. I'm embarrassed to admit this. I truly am. Did you I get was in very trouble? precocious. Well, I... I hard rebooted the computer when she saw that we were laughing at the back of the room, so she never got to see what I was doing. Good call. But she didn't deserve that. No. And she's never going to listen to this podcast, but I just want to put it out to the universe. You don't know. I'm really sorry about that. Thank you. Yeah. Sound is energy, and whatever you put out into the universe stays forever. I was such an impish teenager. I didn't do horrible things. I just, like, I was always getting into little bits of trouble. Just like Ultra the Multi-Alien. <laughs> so the elephants are loose. And the Owl Man is chasing them. And making Thank them go wild. Thank you for bringing us back to the story. You are welcome. <laughs> that was not a very interesting side story. Seconds later, an ear-splitting crack is heard as the Olu, a.k.a. Azarn, uh, topples a tree over just long enough to delay the elephant so he can jump on the back of the lead elephant and grab it by its ears. <laughs> And steer it away from the pedestrians. So I think these are Indian elephants. Do you? Just, their ears are small. Okay. African elephants have huge ears. Sure. Um, I mean, who knows or cares, really? He probably just found a stock photo of an elephant <laughs> and drew it. Um, so everything is safe. Uh, Azarn gets a heavy net and throws it at Owlman. And catches him and knocks him to the ground. But what happens then? Well, all of a sudden, Ultra can't breathe. He's feeling weak. He's feeling a change come over him. What, 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 what's happening? His mind is fading away. But where? And he opens his eyes and finds himself in the consciousness, in the body of the Trago alien. Yeah. Um, and the Ula alien, who we once occupied once before, yep. is now gone. Preserved. Mindless. That last panel of Owl Man reminds me of the recent Cats trailer. <laughs> a human face in a place where it doesn't belong. <laughs> By the way, that's a movie we will never see. Correct. Um, skipping ahead to part two. Just like that Judy Garland movie. Yeah. I, with Renee Zellweger. Yep. I think that Renee Zellweger is a fantastic actress. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that she's playing Judy Garland, mm-hmm. but I've heard the, the the promotions and I've heard her sing. Mm-hmm. I can't get past that they would do that movie with her singing like that. Well, nobody asked our opinion. No, but I wonder if other people feel the same way. Well, I don't know. Maybe people will contact us on social media at Go Go Check Pod okay. and tell us what they think. 
so the hot dog cart is getting knocked over. That's the biggest oh, tragedy. That's terrible. This what a waste issue. of food. Um, did you notice it's also a bicycle? It's a I hot did. dog bicycle cart and ice cream. Yeah. Nothing um, wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Now, I was wondering how the owl man got out of the net. Because he seemed pinned to the ground when he was mindless. And all of a sudden, now that he has a mind, he's out. Um, gosh, I don't know. That's a good question. Also, I know that the description of Ultra the Multi-Alien says he lives in an unspecified future time. Mm-hmm. But these are old-timey cars that everyone has. The police car, the background there. Bob. Yes. Oh, right. I forgot that the hipsters took over. Exactly. Okay. Um, so this is presumably after the robot takeover. The robot, uh, not rebellion. Yeah, rebellion, yeah, revolution. Call it? Mm-hmm. Robot revolution, right. So the hipsters have now taken over and everything goes back. Do they do a reset on Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, time. that checks out. Yeah. Um, so the owl man grabs a tranquilizer gun from the zoo guard and shoots the... You know what the great thing is about this period what? in time that what? we're going to have in the future again? Yeah. There will be no email... And no cell phones. But there will be pneumatic mail tubes crisscrossing every city. And lexophones. Well, he already has a lexophone because he was spying on Bonnie Blake. He was using a periscope. Well, they call it periscope in the future, but it's a lexophone. Oh, okay. It's right. the same technology. Okay. Um, so he knocks the Ulo unconscious. He captures him, takes him back to his mountain hideout. Now he's off to a remote glen where... Uh, this is the village of Summit, I guess. He's running into Electroman. Yeah, the lightning... Uh, I don't know this alien's name. Ragan. The Ragan. 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 Whatever. There's two A's. Right. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, so there's We'll no- never see him again. <laughs> there's a chance, a long shot. He's got to try. The only way to capture this lightning beast is to fly around him in a circle. Because, see, he has to get close enough for the mind switch to activate. Right, which he hasn't yet actually controlled. He's, he's always been, his, his, he's had to respond to right. this. Right, but he did understand that if he gets it was close the to proximity it. that triggered right. it. Do you dye your eyebrows? No, what are you talking about? You're just I just love this look you're you're cultivating. This 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 like It's sh- called old age. I know, but your hair is silver and your eyebrows are dark. You could look like Keith Oberman a little bit. Um I taught a voice lesson today before we recorded this and uh my student said, Hey, I saw a video of you on YouTube singing. Only your hair was brown. I was so surprised. <laughs> I've never seen your hair brown. Did you wish him a happy 19th birthday? Uh Uh-huh. I kicked him out of my office. I got the check first, though. That's good. Um, So Owl Man is flying around and around and around and around in a circle. And he suddenly, his body starts to quake in midair. But what's happening? He's transforming. Yep. And he transforms into the electric being, then stuns Owl Man, takes him back to the mountain headquarters. Yep. Uh, here comes the army. National this is Guard, not actually. good. No, it's the National Guard's been called out to capture all these alien beings. Right. So he fires lightning blasts at and, the earth and creates a smoke screen. Yeah. Smart thinking. Yeah. He didn't, yeah, he didn't hurt, hurt the. He didn't want to hurt the guys. So he discovers over remote 
radio frequency that the fantastic alien with magnetic powers last seen moving north on the outskirts of Dalesville, where he's... Stay out of Dalesville! He's, uh, the magnetic alien is picking up a train with his magnetic powers, which that's not going to work out very well for the people on the train. Oh, no. Um, he tries to stun him with lightning. I believe I should like to take a train trip sometime. You know, we could go out to the Western Maryland Mountain Railroad. We could? Yeah, they do that all the time. You ride through the foliage and everything. Oh, let's do that. Okay. Uh, we'll leave right after this. Okay. But the magnetic creature fights back with his magnetic powers, which uh, cancels out the electric power, apparently. So Ultra makes a call. How does he hold that phone? That's what I was just going to wonder. He's uh, composed completely of lightning, though he has a face. Also, her waist is freakishly small. Waspish. Yeah. I mean, like, I know what what a little A-line dress is supposed to look like. Uh That is just wrong. You know, uh, Vivian Lee had an 18-inch waist. My God. Did she eat? She probably had ribs removed. Um. So he makes a call to Bonnie Blake. Now she's friends with Ultra, the multi-alien. Mm-hmm. Um, so she says, sure, I'll help you. And she shows up, surprised to see that it's not Ultra at all. It's just this lightning creature. Right. I'll explain later, Bonnie. There's no time. But you've got to help me. So he flies off in the spaceship after the magnetic thing, creature. Um... He lures the creature's attention with his spaceship. The spaceship, like sort of of alarm, the emergency alarm. Yeah, signals attract the attention. Um, He uses an anti-meteor force. I'm assuming that that anti-meteor force repels meteors when it's flying through space, right? Mm -hmm. And it repels this alien. So he knocks the alien out, but unfortunately. (laughs) What? There's a wolf pack in the woods about to attack. Oh, yes, yes. So he charges out with the other... I guess they put the wolf pack in there just to keep the tension going. I don't know. Yeah. He wheels out the other aliens in his little red wagon. And she's responsible for carrying that, which is basically like... It's basically like an amp mm-hmm. with a handle, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's also praying for him. Mm-hmm. Thoughts and prayers, Ultra, that this works. <laughs> so sorry for your loss. Suddenly, the sky explodes in energy, and uh, he becomes the merged Ultra, the multi-alien. Yep. You know, if I were writing this comic, and I knew it was an ongoing series, I would have mixed up the split a little right? bit. Right? I was thinking the same thing. Like, give him an owl face or something, yeah. you know? and um, Like, electric arm body. Yeah, right? Body. So he can shoot lightning bolts. I mean, the good thing is he can... I, I'm assuming he has the powers of all these things. Oh, right? yeah. Each yeah. quadrant has its own power. Yeah, so he can shoot lightning out of his toes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Bonnie's delighted that he's himself again, uh, and he <laughs> does a good old-fashioned Mark Trail punch to this wolf pack. He's whammo! <laughs> I love that. Um, oh, how do you know so much about Mark Trail? Because I read Mark Trail. I'm fascinated with Mark Trail. Are you? Yeah. Oh. It's fantastic. Okay. He's always punching. Mm-hmm. Or uh, promising to go fishing with Rusty and never goes. Oh, poor Rusty. I know. 
well, he was an orphan, you know. He's oh. not their natural child. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, so Bonnie gives Ultra a big smack on the cheek. Mm-hmm. If only you knew how happy this little kiss makes me, Bonnie. It's like old times, almost. Poor, poor yeah. Ultra. But like I said, Ultra. she already suspects that he's actually Ace Arn. Yeah, we don't get anything from her. We don't. We don't actually get no. this, um, a, like a little last look, a little thought bubble from her. Well, who cares what women think? <laughs> it's the sixties, but I bet we'll find out next issue. Yeah, and maybe her suspicions will be proved. I wonder how many issues we'll see before we're done. Well, it, he only ran through issue one ten. Okay. So we may see all of them. I'll check my records. Yeah. Anything else to add? No, not this week. Well, we do have a radio drama. I was going to say, up. so only so there are only three more issues. If you say he only went through uh, one ten, yeah, this would be that's it. Yeah, yeah. So let's keep our fingers crossed. Uh, do you think you'll marry her? Oh, I hope so. Wow, poor Bonnie. Some of these female sidekicks are right on the ball, like Bonnie Blake. Oh, who's the one who's married to Elastaman? Oh, or- Sue. Yeah, we is like that, Sue That's Dibney. not his name, though. Uh, elongated Man. Elongated Man. And uh, I also like Mona. Sue Dibney? Sue Dibney, yeah. Yes, she's very clever. I also like Mona, who's Eclipso's yes. girlfriend. Yes, she's totally with The one I don't it. like is Prince Raman's. Uh, she has some kind of Nordic name, Helga or something. Mm. She's an idiot. Mm. Anyway, that's it for Ultra the Multi-Alien this time, but stay tuned. For the radio drama? We have a radio drama coming up. Awesome. Right after this. Friends, how many times have you tried to taunt your arch nemeses over a long distance but just couldn't find a reliable connection? Ladies, how about catching a glimpse of your boyfriend from a faraway galaxy only to find a staticky screen? Well, your troubles are over with the new Lexaphone 2000. Lexaphone, with its sleek design and patent-pending self-guided missile technology, offers unparalleled audio and video clarity for undetectable surveillance of your loved ones or for those special moments for just a friendly long distance eternal vow to destroy the high school rival who caused you to go bald that's lexaphone available wherever super scientific gadgets are sold What strange mysteries lie buried in Hidden Hollow, a valley overhung with age-long obscuring mists? What fantastic revelations greet two modern-day explorers who penetrate this forgotten spot at the ancient crossroads of civilization? Who are the incredible denizens of this land of living history? The astounding answers are startlingly revealed as the My Greatest Strange Mystery Tale adventure players present The Valley Where Time Stood Still. Somewhere in Asia Minor, the ancient center of civilization, a modern helicopter hovers over a mist-shrouded volcanic crater. Misty Valley! A dead volcano's crater marked unexplored on all maps! Those who go in never come out, according to local legends. Do intruders get lost in the mists? Meet danger? Or what? Todd Wyatt and Bruce Wilson are taking no chances. We'll explore Misty Valley the safe way by clearing out the mists. Start the chemical spray, Todd. Here goes, Bruce. It's like spraying farm crops. Only we're precipitating the mist, 
clearing the air, crisscrossed back and forth until we cover the whole crater hollow. Later, after landing... But where did those strange mists come from? Hmm, I've had enough geology to guess. This way, to the center of the crater hollow. After a long trek... See, an ancient fissure. Some peculiar volcanic gas seeped out and filled the crater hollow through the ages. Don't breathe. Can't tell what effects it might have. Let's cover the whole valley now. Just think, a spot on Earth nobody explored for countless centuries. Suddenly, strange apparitions appear. Holy smoke! Those two look like... (gasps) Ancient Romans! How can they be alive today? The mist gas put them into suspended animation when they came here. And they've survived all those centuries. They awoke when we cleared out the mists. Halt, barbarians. What seek ye in hidden hollow? But, 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 how can we understand their dead language? Telepathy. The strange mists also electrified the air, somehow so that, that the thought words become audible. Bah! Caesar sent them to bring us back to prison for our banditry, no doubt. Slay them! They're Roman criminals of their time, Todd. We can expect no mercy from them. Got to shoot. Wait, Bruce! Shoot at those loose rocks on that slope instead! I get it, Todd. That started a small avalanche right in their path. Oh, Jove, curse them! Those poltroons tricked us! An amazing experience, Bruce! Imagine meeting living men of Caesar's time, hibernating here for 2,000 years! If you ask me, we'd better get back to our helicopter, pronto, before we meet more Roman thugs. But, unexpectedly... Oh no, another reception committee ahead, from another past age. Oh, you knaves won't haul us back to King Arthur's court as outlaws facing execution. We'll spear them like fish. We're trapped. Those branches, Bruce. Whew, just made it. Zounds, two good lances shattered by the cowardly trick of those varlets. Besides our heads, we can use our feet now to unhorse Sir Iron Pants and his Sir Sardine. There's nothing more helpless than two guys in tin suits lying on the ground. It'll take them an hour to struggle to their feet. Mind if we borrow your steeds, Keeds? But riding to a hillock overlooking the cratered valley hollow. Holy mackerel! To reach our helicopter, we'll have to run that gauntlet of other ancients, each from a different era. Egyptians, Persian, Spartans, Arabian cutthroats, and whatnot. Strange. All through history, desperate men headed for this mist-filled valley as, as, as the ideal hideout from authority, unaware they'd fall into an age-long sleep. By wiping out the mists, we opened a Pandora's box of historical criminals. How can we ever wade through them all and reach our helicopter? There's one simple way. Grab these spears before those Spartans know what happened. Now, we gallop past various groups and rile them up. Great Allah, who else is in the Veiled Valley besides us? After making the rounds of the awakened exiles from the past? You see, Bruce? Each group thinks it came here alone to hide from the law. Now they will realize others are here and go searching for the intruders. And shortly, as they observe from hiding... It worked! The ancient gangs of thugs are too busy fighting one another now to bother with us! Great, Todd. 
Now the road is clear for us to return to our helicopter. Or is it? That roar and giant shadow, oh my gosh! We hit the jackpot! The noise of that battle stirred up that... That ancient dinosaur. It too blundered into the valley millions of years ago to fall asleep for eons. The only way we can fight this monster is with the aid of the ancient human sleepers. Listen, all of you, we have a common enemy to battle. Look! A giant beast. We must all join forces. Todd Wyatt becomes the temporary leader of the polyglot mixture of ancient fighters. We must lure that monstrous creature to its doom. Each of you can play his part. Now, here's my plan. Warriors on foot begin the planned strategy. Hit the beast's tail and make it turn in rage. Mounted men take their turn. Our task is to make it give chase, luring it this way. Ancient Persian deserters from Xerxes' army are planted in its path ahead. Our arrows will make the beast wheel back. Stationed on a cliff ledge high above are Todd Wyatt and Bruce Wilson. Jab the torches at its eyes! To make it stumble back over the edge of that giant fissure we first discovered. That takes care of the dinosaur! But there is an unforeseen after-effect. Todd, look. The beast's fall shook the ground, cracking open the crater floor. Molten lavas gushing up from underground. To our helicopter! Hurry! Taking off barely in time. The dead volcano became a live one. Romans? Persians? Egyptians? All the past-age outlaws met death. Centuries beyond their time. Wait till we tell this at the Explorers Club, the strangest exploration of all into the past. We saw living history. <laughs>